Good afternoon. Hope all of you are doing well. Today we're going to be starting um, halfway down on your test with Aleph. We'll be learning Dafya test and as well, or at least a great part of it. It's a long Amut, so we'll learn most of it, but not quite all of it. And then we'll pick up the balance on Shabbos in your session. So we're starting almost halfway down on your test with Aleph. We've been in the midst of a discussion about Megillus Tainus. Megillus Tainus, as Rashi indicated on the previous plot, was a, a book that indicated days that were set aside for Tainus or days that were specifically set aside for celebration and therefore would have a prohibition against Hespedim and those types of things. So it says the Gemara just about halfway down on the New Testament, on the 21st day, on the 28th day, excuse me, of that month, Rashi says, we're talking about the month of Adar. Um, so, there was one piece of good news for the Jews, that they didn't have to hold themselves back from Torah. Because the, at that time, the, Roman, uh, the Romans had indicated that there would be a decree. And what was the decree? that they were not allowed to learn Torah, that they were not allowed to circumcise their children, and that they were obligated to be Machal Shabbos. So what did Yehuda ben Shamua do? We'll see that who this person is, and maybe more critically, when he lived, is a very important piece of this conversation. But what did he do? So there was a particular uh, noble woman from whom they would take advice. Uh, all of the greats, they would ask Eitzah from her as well. And Amralahem, when the Jews went to go ask her for advice, she told them to do the following. Go make a go make a, go, go picketing, go have some type of, um, uh, some type of strike. You're gonna go out in the streets and hold up signs. Balayla, do it at night. And they listened. So halchu v'hitkinu balayla. And Amru, here's what they said, e shamayin. Referencing a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Lo achechem anachnu. Are we not your brothers? Velo b'nei av echad anachnu. Velo b'nei em achas anachnu. We're all related. We're all related because Esav was your ancestor. And uh, and our ancestor was uh, was Yitzchak. So uh, it was Yaakov. So then we have everyone uh, who we're all related. We're just cousins. You got to treat us a little bit nicer. So says the Gemara. Why are you being so difficult? I don't understand. And they, and they actually listened. The picketing worked. The protest actually worked. And that is uh, how they got rid of it. And then, and they made this into a Yom Tov. So now, that's the story. And this is actually a challenge for one of the shitas that we learned yesterday. Let's see how the Gemara displays this challenge. Says the Gemara, if you want to say the Megillus Tainus really was nullified, so Kamaisa Batal, you've nullified everything that was in Megillus Tainus. But here, the Gemara assumes now that this is at a later point. But here, Acharnaisa Mosifin, you're going to now add new things. You, you can't do that. It's either Batal or it's not Batal. Says the Gemara, like we saw yesterday, maybe. This story took place in the times of the Beis Mikdash before there was a bittel of the Megillas Tainus, says the Gemara. That can't be, says the Gemara. He was a Talmud of Rav Meir. We know that Rav Meir was one of the new Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva after the destruction, after the decimation of all of his students. So the Gemara is bothered by the Havamina. How can you say that this is really going to be 
that this is really in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Haray, we know that the person in discussion lived after the Churban. So that's what the Gemara says. And in fact, the Gemara then proves that this is the case. It's not in the Mishnah writes. Klizachuchis from another world of halacha altogether. If there is a Klizachuchis, a glass container that became tame, and the way that he was mitahar, it was shenikvu, and he made a hole in it, the hitifla sochan avar, and he would drip lead <coughs> into the broken parts of the dish in order to be mitaharit. Amarab Shimon ben Gamil, Yehuda ben Shemua, Metami Mishim Rabbeir. Yehuda ben Shemua would say that this is not allowed. And that is in the name of Rav Meir. So we see that who is Rabbi Yehuda ben Shamua quoting? Rabbi Yehuda ben Shamua was the, the protester from our story, from the story with the Romans. And we wanted to say that maybe you can't learn one way or the other, uh, one way or another about Megillah's times, because maybe this all took place in the times of the Beis Hamikdash. Says the Gemara, we can't assume that because this person, Yehuda ben Shemua, was a Talmud of Rav Meir. Where do we know that from? From this mission about kashering, about being metahir, as we turn to the top of your testament base, the Gemara indicates that that's only one sheet of Echachamim but he has a, a sheet against him. Now, that's not relevant for now, but that's the Nachamim. Anyways, question mark. The Gemara says, you told me this whole story about how the Romans had uh, put injunctions against the Jews, put rules against the Jews in regards to these three major areas of life. No Torah, no bris milah, no Shabbos. And uh, of course, that would take away uh, that would take away our world of Torah as we know it. So that's uh, that's not allowed. And their their Eitzah worked. The Eitzah of Yehuda ben Shamua it worked. So he was after the Churban, and we see that they made a Yom Yoma They made a celebratory day. So that just goes to show you that maybe that maybe the Megillah's Tainus wasn't removed. So says the Gemara on the top of your Testament base top line. Tanar. Really, it's a machlokes in the Tanar. Let's see what the Brisa has to say. The Tanya. The particular days of celebrations and restrictions that were written in the Sefer of Megillas Tainus, they're always going to be in place. That's his opinion. Rabbi Yossi doesn't agree. Rabbi Yossi, Sorry, let me read that again. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Bizman, Shabbos HaMikdash Kayim, Asurin, Mipnei Shesimcha Hilahem. Ein Beis HaMikdash Kayim, Mutar Mipnei Shevel Hilahem. It depends on what's going on in the world, but it's Beis HaMikdash dependent. So we see that the, the Megillah's Tainus is not enforced. It just depends what's going on. So that's what the Gemara says with these two Shittas. And then the Gemara says a very cryptic line, which immediately gets questioned. Be'ilchasab Bitlu, Be'ilchasab Bitlu. For some things, the Halacha is that there's Bitl, that we've nullified the, uh, the Megillah's Tainus. And for other things, we say that it's not nullified. So the Gemara says eight lines down on your Testament days. I don't understand. How can you say both of those things in the same breath? Kasha, Hilchasa, Hilchasa, your two lines of what the Halacha is, those two things don't agree with one another. And part of, part of it is kept, part of it is not kept. So how do we determine what's kept and what's not kept? So it says the Gemara, Lo Kasha, and this will bring us to the first set of two dots, 10 lines down. When it comes to Hanukkah and Purim, those days are still kept even after the even after the Chorban Besamikdash. Those days will be kept even if there were to have been a bitl of, of the Megillah's Tainus, but nothing else was kept at all. The and Kan Of course, obviously, the common denominator between Hanukkah and Purim is Pirsumei Misa, and therefore they were the distinguished ones from the others, and that's why they were kept even though the others were not. 
The Gemara starts to quote again from our Mishnah, our Mishnah that we learned on the bottom of Yudches Samar Aleph. And the Mishnah there wrote, Al Elo Mipne Rosh Hashanah Ve'al Tishri, We said that they would send people out of Yerushalayim to go let the masses know, to go let the cities know when Rosh Chodesh was to ensure in Elo that they would hit the right days in Rosh Hashanah. They'd also send out someone by Rosh Hashanah time in order for, right before Rosh Hashanah, in order to indicate to people when, uh, when the holidays would be set for the month of Tishrei. So says the Gemara, and this is a foreshadowed question that we discussed already. Once you send someone out in Elul and you tell them when Rosh Hashanah is, once you know when Rosh Chodesh Elul is, you're done. Why then do we need to have anything stated in regards to the month of Tishrei? Yechitema says the Gemara, if you want to say Dilma Abruhala Elul, that maybe they made Elul a, a, a month that was Meubar, so you uh, you change your mind at the last minute and that changes everything in regards to the month of Tishrei. That would be a great concern. The problem is that we can't say that third of the way down, almost a quarter of the way down. We've never seen a case like that where, where an Elul was Mu'ubar from Ezra to the times of the Amorite. So says the Gemara, yeah, lo matzinu, it's true that it didn't happen, but that's only because the lo itzrich, because there was no need to. But if there was a need ha itzrich, then in fact, taka, we would be ma'abrinlay, we would change things even in the very last minute. Says the Gemara, if you would change in the very change uh, the month of Tishrei at the very last minute, Hamikaltel Rosh Hashanah. Says the Gemara, then uh, if you do that, then there will be people who will be keeping the wrong days of Rosh Hashanah, and that is very problematic, and that's not allowed. So says the Gemara, but we have to cut our losses. So says the Gemara, Mutav to Kalkel Rosh Hashanah below Yiskalkelu Kulhu. Uh, we would rather than make a mistake here and have one holiday that's going to be off than have all of the holidays be off throughout that month. And Dekanami, this is also implied. We can see from our mission on the bottom of Yudches Aleph that indicates that, in fact, we do send people in the month of Tishrei. Why do we send them? Because even though it's unlikely and it hasn't happened since the times of Ezra, but there is a chance that it could happen that we would be Ma'abra the month, and that would push off Rosh Hashanah and Afal that it would ruin the days of Rosh Hashanah for everyone who didn't have time to hear about it because you're Ma'abra on the 30th day to make it Aleph Tishrei. There's no time to go anywhere. It doesn't matter. We would still say that it's the right thing to do, and we would uh, do that uh, in order to make sure that we don't lose out on the possibility of them having the remaining holidays in Tishrei to be on the wrong day. This brings us to the two dots a third of the way down. We said, um, and says the Gemara about these two holidays where we would be sending people out in order to ensure people kept the holidays at the right time, says the Gemara. It doesn't say that had it been in an Adar Sheni that we would have sent someone out. Therefore, by definition, our Mishnah can't be like Rebbe because our Mishnah doesn't include a conversation about, about Adar Sheni. However, what does Rebbe say? The Tanya, halfway down, Rebbe Omer. Says the Gemara that if the year became an, uh, an Iber Yor and we had an extra Adar, so then according to Rebbe, we would send someone out. So then, says the Gemara, we seem to have a machlokas between our Mishnah and the Brisa that Rebbe quotes, which is interesting because Rebbe is the one who authored the Mishnah. So why didn't Rebbe include this in our Mishnah? That requires a discussion. I don't know the answer to that question, but either way, Rebbe is quoted here as not agreeing with the Mishnah that he wrote. A lot of humility to leave out his own his own shita. So our Mishnah leaves out the fact that Adar Sheni might have deserved to have a shliach sent. 
So our Mishnah clearly holds that one does not need to be separate. Rebbe doesn't agree. So says the Gemara, what is their machlokes about? Maybe we should say as follows. That all of the mitzvot that would apply during the month of Adar, all of the halachos that apply in Purim, we can also apply in the month of Adar Rishon. We don't hold that way. We hold like the second sheet that we're about to see. But maybe one of the sheets is, is that we can have Purim in either month that we want. That really know the laws of Purim, all of the, those mitzvot and halachos, they have to be kept during Pesach, that during Adar Sheni and no, at no time else. So therefore, maybe that's the machlokas. In our Mishnah, where we left out the line about sending someone to, uh, to go let all the cities know about Adar Sheni, we left that out because it doesn't matter if you keep them in Adar Rishon or Adar Shani. You can keep Purim whenever you want. Masha'in can, according to Rebbe, he's Makbid. He says that Purim can only be kept in Adar Shani and not in Adar Rishon. Therefore, we have to send people out to make sure that they keep the halachos in the right time. So maybe that's what their machlokas is about. And says the Gemara, absolutely not. Lo, the kule alma mitzvos hanohagos b'sheni. Uh, that everyone agrees that we are not allowed to do that, that the mitzvot of Purim apply only during Adar Shani and not at all during Adar Rishon. Of course, we know that we pass in this way. And then says the Gemara, what then would be the machlokas between our Mishnah and the Brisa about Rebbe? Our Mishnah that excludes the line about a shliach going out for Adar Shani and the Brisa of Rebbe, which includes it. So says the Gemara, Really, there's just a general machlokas that they have about an ibor shana What is the machlokas? The Tanya, the Brisa writes. Kama ibor shana. How many days do we add when we are adding Adar Shani? How many days is it? Is it 29 or is it 30? So says the Gemara, the name Shita, the Tanakama, Lamed Yom. And Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, Omer, Chodesh, it's not, it's Chodesh. Chodesh is a representation of 29 days, or at least what the, that's what the Gemara assumes under the circumstances, that is 29 days. Says the Gemara, Maishna Lamed, the Yade Chodesh Nami Yade. So Maishna Lama, Maishna Lamed, the Yada, Chodesh Nami Yade. What's the difference? I don't understand. If you're adding, then if we know what you're adding, then how can this be the Machlokas? If you, we know what you're adding, there's no need to send Shlichem. To, everything is very clear. If we know at the end of the month of Adar how many days you're adding, so if you hold 30, then great, then you know when Purim is going to be. If you hold 29, then you know when Purim is going to be. So that, that can't be the Machlokas because it wouldn't explain why our Mishnah left out the line about the Shlichim going to tell people about Adar Shemi and Rebbe's line of sending people to Afghan. So says the Gemara, Amarav Papa, says the reason why uh, there is a distinction between the Mishnayis is that when the person says Chodesh, he just means the Chodesh that makes the most sense. It might be 29 days and it might be 30. And therefore, Rebbe says we need it to be sent. And our Mishnah is like the Tanakhama who says that we always add 30 days in the month of Adar. Says the Gemara, two thirds, a little bit more, maybe three fourths of the way down, 15, 20 lines from the bottom. Hey, Rebbe Yoshua ben Lady Mishum Kahala Kadisha Yerushalayim. From the Chasher Yidin of Yerushalayim, Al Shnei Adarim, that when it comes to the months of Adar, so what's the din? Shemekachen Osam beYom Iburehen, that they only uh, are Mekudash on the thirtieth day beYom Iburehen, the day that they will become the uh, Ubar, and that's talking about the last day of the month, the thirtieth day. Lememra, that seems to imply the Chaser and Avdinon that we always make the month twenty-nine days, because if we're being Ma'aber the thirtieth day, like he said, Biomi Burean, that implies that the months of Adar are always twenty-nine days. Lememra the Chaser and Avdinon, but Malein Lo Avdinon, and this is Laafuke to exclude Midadarash Rav Nachman Bar Chizda. Why to exclude his Shita because he felt the other way? Uh, so that's what um, 
That is what we are learning from Rabbi Yosher ben Levi. And of a similar nature, we know that Chagai Zachari Malachi lived at the end of the second base of Mikdash era, and they were the last of the Nevi'im that we know of, and they were um, they were connected to the Anshek Nesses Hagdola, who composed most of the Shmona Esrei that we know of, and a lot of the brachos that we have, whatever the languages that we are that we're used to in the Tefillah, a lot of it came from them. So, anyways, he said in their name, Al Shnei Adarim Sheim Ratzul Asosan Shnei Malein Osin Shnei Osin, that if one wants to make the two months of Adar Malay, they're welcome to, and if they wanted to do Shnei Chaser and Osin, if you wanted to make them both twenty nine days, you can do that as well. Um, if you wanted to do Echad no problem, whatever you want. That's what people would do. Here, it's a, this is a reference to Rav. That's what it means here when it says Rabbeinu. Take a look at Rashi 12, I don't know, uh, most of the way down, three-fourths, four-fifths of the way down. Rashi says we're referring to Rav. So it says the Gemara that... Um, uh, in the name of Rab, I'm sorry, just lost my place here. Here you go. Mishum Rabbeinu, eight lines, seven lines from the bottom. Mishum Rabbeinu, Amru Olam, Echad Malev, Echad Chaser. We have one full 30 days and we have one Chaser, 29 days. Ashi Vada Allah, Shehukba, Rosh Chodesh, Bismano. Until we actually have clarity about Rosh Chodesh. Shalchulei, the Marokva. So the discussion was brought to Marokva. And he said, Adar Hasamach Nisan. When we talk about Adar, the one that's closest to Nisan, Adar Sheni, Olam Chaser, that one's always going to be 29 days. Says the Gemara, not so simple. Masiv Rav Nachman al Shnei Chodashim. He says, al Shnei Chodashim, Mechalalin es HaShabbos, al Nisan ve'al Tishrei. When one is going to be Mechadesh Chodash for these two months, for the months of Nisan and Tishrei, they can be Mechal Shabbos. So what it's referring to over here, in the Meforshim and the Rishonim here, is discussing that uh, they can be yote chutz Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is toward the bottom, uh, the second to last Rashi on the page, 12 lines up in the Rashi's approximately. The Eidim who saw the new moon as they're supposed to bring Eidus. So then, we're talking about going chutz these two months are critical in regards to establishing when all of the holidays would be. So the Gemara says over here that you can even be Machal Shabbos. This is a very interesting language for a Machlokas that we discussed in Maseches Erevin and the Rishonim there, as to whether, I think it's in the Gemara too, as to whether or not we hold that Tchum Shabbos is an Isser Dorais or an Isser Dorabanan. Typically, we're under the assumption that it's an Isser Dorabanan. And uh, here, this is a Raya Brura almost. It seems very clear from the Gemara over here, that we are under the assumption that it is a Gzera Doraisa. It's a Din Doraisa because, says the Gemara, and Rashi says we're talking about Tchum Shabbos. So according to this Gemara, we would have learned without uh, knowing that there are other Gemaras, without knowing that that's not how we pass in the Misa. But the Gemara does seem to imply that walking outside of your Tchum Shabbos could be an Isra Doraisa with significant halachic naftaminas. Why can't I drive to a bris on Shabbos? Why, what if I can't make it by walking? The weather's too cold, it's too far, so why not? So we don't make that extension, obviously. That's uh, the concept that we have in Allah of being, uh, like getting, we're doing something that's really totally disconnected to the bris other than the, the logistics of getting there. These are good shilas in halacha, but when do you push off a bris uh, for secular families more than for anybody else? Anyways, for another time. But the Gemara says that according to Mar Ukva, that one is allowed to be mechalel Shabbos in order to do this. Um, this is um, 
Oh, sorry, that's what the Gemara is asking at him in the name of Rav Nachman. So Masi Rav Nachman, that on these two months, now, if you want to say that I understand that Zimmin Male Zimmin Chaser, that sometimes the month is going to be full and sometimes the month is not going to be full. And because of that, the change of one day will slide everything backwards or forward one day. So then that I totally understand. That makes perfect sense. You need to be Mechal Shabbos because this one day change will shift everything in one way or another. But as we turn to the top of Dab Chaf Aleph, Ella says the Gemara, if really you're going to say that the month is definitely chaser, like Marukva wanted to say, why would we ever be mechalo? It won't change anything. If it's always going to be the same exact amount of days, then my uh, just come tomorrow and say what the day doesn't change anything, because I don't have to worry about two weeks from now. I can tell everyone tomorrow. What's the whole point of being mechadish right now? So says the Gemara that the answer to this question is Mishum, because the mitzvah lekadesh al hariya. The reason why is because that is the mitzvah, and this is very interesting. It's this mitzvah habba a very interesting discussion in Lamdas as to how we how we get to this point, but that's what the Gemara says is that it's a mitzvah lekadesh al hariya. Rashi on the second line dibur hamaschil al hariya al piedin v'chsiv hachodesh hazel lachem rosh chodashim kaze re'ev kadesh. When you see the moon like this, this is how you should sanctify it. And the mitzvah is a trump card. So we have a lot of mitzvahs that we know that uh, at times can trump other halachos, not crazy. This is one of them. And Ika de Amri, some say that Rav Nachman's statement was a little different. Ika de Amri, that Amar Rav Nachman, Afan, Anami, Tanina, we've already learned this in the Bright. So, and then the Gemara's argument is the exact opposite as we just presented. If you want to say that we know that the month is always going to be chaser, we know that the month is always going to be 29 days, the month before uh, Nisan Adar Sheni. So then Mishum Hachi, because of that, Mechalalina, the mitzvah lekadesh al and we always then we know when it's going to be. So then we have a, a mitzvah to, to celebrate in that way, to do the mitzvah on that day. Good to go. But if the argument is to say that maybe one month is male and one month is chaser, why would we why would we say that? It says the Gemara, maybe we should uh, maybe we should do it tomorrow. So it says the Gemara, had it been that the third day fell out on Shabbos, I agree with you. But hacha in what case were we dealing with was the ikla yom shloshin where they weren't able to have the agent come by day 30. They didn't see what they needed to see or the Adem didn't make it in that time. And we never have a month that's 31 days in the Jewish calendar. So once we get to that point on Shabbos, the mitzvah the Kaddish then you have no choice. And then says the Gemara as follows. So Masiv Rav Kahana, Ksham Mikdash Kayam, when the base of Mikdash was built, Meheira Yibane, Mechalalin Af Al Kulan, Mibnei Takonas HaKorban, that we had a concern that the korban must have always had to be brought on the right day. And therefore, if that's true, when we were Mekadesh, uh, when we were Mekadesh the Chodesh, we would always do so, says the Gemara. We would always be Mekadesh the Chodesh. Um, uh, we would always be Mechal Shabbos. When we would do that, Kshamit Tashkayim, Mechalalem, Afal Kulan, Mibnei Takonas HaKorban. And it wasn't because of that, the fact that we of the mitzvah, it was only because of the mitzvah. So therefore, maybe we should say that Nisan and Tishrei, it wasn't because you can stand be uh, because of the um, 
because of any other concern. It was only because of this one particular problem of the Korban. It wasn't because of Mitzvah Lakadesh. It says the Gemara, if you want to say, that sometimes a month is 29, sometimes it's 30. And because when it comes up, there's a Mitzvah to do so, we can be Mechalal. But if you're going to say that really everything is supposed to be Chaser, that it's really supposed to be 29 months, then there's no reason to do so. There's no reason to be Mechal Shabbos in such a case, because then we know exactly when the Korbanos will fall out. To Yufta, and that's a rejection of his sheet. We're going to stop right here on Shabbos. We're going to learn from here, and we'll learn a significant amount. Uh, the next time it is short, but uh, but black, and we will uh, pick up from here tomorrow at the very first, uh, very last of the short lines. Wishing you all.